Hello everybody, welcome back to Root for Each Other. My name is Sarah Cunningham and I am our licensed social worker and support group specialist here at Branches. In this series, we will be further discussing not only how we can root for each other, but how we must also root for ourselves. Also, any opinions on this podcast do not necessarily represent the opinions of Branches. Welcome, everybody. My name is Sarah, and welcome to the first podcast of this new series. I wanted to go ahead and thank everybody for taking the time out of their day to listen and connect with this year at Branches. So, with that said, we will go ahead and get started with our discussion for today. I know that we are moving forward from all that stress surrounding the holidays. I know that I'm not the only one who has experienced this from finding the perfect gifts, shopping for them, deciding what meals to bring, what to wear. We've all experienced the stress that comes with the holidays. But one big aspect that people may not look into enough is the stress that is built around January. January has been in some ways branded with the creation of new beginnings. We've created this standard of finding something wrong with ourselves in order to have this huge resolution that we're going to focus on in the next coming year. So many of these resolutions are built off of negative emotions or negative things that we feel about ourselves or maybe even an outside influence making you feel like you have to make a change. While there's nothing wrong with having these goals and these ambitions for yourself, it's just also important to frame them in a way that gives you a more positive mindset. So with that in mind, let's look at a few typical New Year's resolutions that you all might have even started to implement already and just discuss how we might be able to alter how we view them. One New Year's resolution that I feel is just so popular, and maybe this is prominently people in my life or in my community, but it is the resolution of wanting to lose weight. The first question I like to ask myself anyway is why? Why do I want this for myself? Is it because of another individual's approval or to meet the standards society has put on us for what a perfect body looks like? This is just an example of a resolution being rooted in a negative emotion. Your resolution has to be something that you want for yourself, not what anybody else wants for you. So how can we reframe this goal? So losing weight depicts the idea that you are too heavy or way too much, where being healthier and eating healthier, things like that, will still give you the same results, but they're worded in a more positive way. Being healthier can also be applied to somebody with the resolution of wanting to gain weight. This removes the idea that you may not weigh enough or that you're too small and frames it in a way that supports you rather than putting you down. So your goal may result in weight loss or it may result in weight gain, but in order to support yourself, your intention could lie in getting healthier or eating healthier or possibly lowering blood sugar, anything like that. I feel like this also makes the goal more attainable 
there's nothing wrong with taking these small strides to reach your end goal. Some of these could be, I'm going to start eating meals on a regular schedule, or I'm going to drink X amount of water each day. Instead of saying, you know, in the long haul, by the end of this year, I want to lose or gain X amount of pounds. This makes the goal feel like less pressurized and more attainable in your day-to-day life. So let's go down to our next resolution. Another common goal is individuals wanting to be more financially responsible. This can range from finding a job to saving money, not spending as much, investing money, etc. This is a hard one to reframe because money is such a barrier for so many people. People need money for everything. You need money, you know, in order to live. So the biggest piece of advice I could give pertaining to finances is to not be so hard on yourself. Let's say you don't have a savings account and you know a lot of your friends, family, coworkers, they do. Well, they also don't have the same experiences and they don't have the same challenges that you and your family may be facing. Unforeseen circumstances create a huge financial burden for a lot of individuals and a lot of families that will interrupt those financial goals, but that's okay. For example, you know, a few years ago when we were making our New Year's resolutions, we did not anticipate a global pandemic to hit us in the spring. So many people lost their jobs, lost their homes, and the idea of saving money went out the window. See, because you can't focus on saving money when sometimes money is tied up with your survival. So with this in mind, be flexible with your plan. If an unforeseen circumstance comes your way and your goal has to go to the back burner for the moment, it's okay to just stay mindful of this goal and intend to work on it when you do have the means, when you do have the resources. So just try not to be so hard on yourself when so many factors are out of your control. So let's move on to the resolution some people have of productivity or being more successful in general. And this is so vast. So this could include your job, um, how far you are in your education, your relationships and your family, um, how much you get done in a day, how far you are in your career. I wanted to talk about this one for a while because I feel like there are so many standards for what your job should look like or how much you should be making or how you should already be married and having kids by 25, 30, whatever. Um, These standards can often make people feel negatively about where they are in life despite how they actually feel about their day to day. So it's okay to slow down. It's okay to take breaks when you need to. Enjoy your individuality. But if these goals are truly what you do want, these are your true ambitions, but you may not be achieving them as quickly as you had planned, it's okay to remind yourself that that's okay too. Productivity doesn't equal self-worth. Like we discussed before, you know, it's okay to want to work on things for yourself, but to also remember to be easy on yourself at the same time. So much has changed over these last few years. And I think it's important to acknowledge and important to remember that too. So many people have a lot of shame over possibly losing a job or not being able to finish school on time. 
But it's also important to remember the outside influences that are out of our control. It's important to acknowledge how far we have come despite these unforeseen circumstances. Let's move on to the next one we're going to discuss today. This one focuses around substances. Another common New Year's resolution is to quit smoking, quit drinking as much, quit using substances in general. And one of the first things that I would suggest in reframing this goal is if you are a long-term user of substances, the idea of quitting or giving this certain substance up can be very scary. It's new. And this is something your life may have revolved around for an extended period of time in some cases. Instead of framing this in a negative way of, you know, losing something you've relied on for so long, maybe your resolution could look like freeing yourself from addiction. You're freeing yourself from this. Focus on what you're getting from the decision instead of what you're losing by making this your goal. Sobriety is a huge goal that will often lead to many beneficial results, but sobriety also requires a great, great deal of change. Developing these unhealthy behaviors didn't happen overnight. These things take time. And it will also take time to replace these behaviors with healthy ones or, you know, the ones that you want to achieve. It's also important to reflect on what your barriers were to achieving sobriety in the past. Have you tried this before? What has worked for you? What hasn't? What has been a roadblock for you in your journey of sobriety? So let's think. What is an obstacle that severely blocks your path? Is it your community? Are your friends and family aiding or maybe enabling these behaviors? Maybe they are actively using as well. One small goal could be to focus on those relationships that do honor your sobriety. While this goal in itself isn't making you sober, it's something that will aid in this journey. Maybe you've been using substances to cope with something you've been battling mentally. There's no shame in seeking help from professionals or regularly going to counseling or therapy or group. Those are just, you know, a couple examples of breaking down your resolution into goals that seem more attainable, but will still help you in the bigger picture. Also, going back to that same idea we discussed with saving money, don't be hard on yourself. Remember to be flexible. We have all had that experience of setting an intention and not following through with it. You don't have to change your goal to modify the parameters of it. For example, if every time you quit smoking cold turkey, you go right back a few days later. Maybe this form of abstinence doesn't work for you. And that's okay, and that's so important and essential to figure out, you know, what works for you and what doesn't. So if you do know this, if you do know quitting cold turkey, you know, isn't something that's worked for you in the past, maybe you could go down to smoking once a day, then once a week, and so on. You know, you're not failing at the goal just by modifying how you're doing it. So, going back to the discussion around the why. 
why do I want these things, these resolutions for myself? There is a reoccurring theme across all of these different typical New Year's resolutions that is the negative feelings about ourselves, but they're also rooted in cultural or societal standards that are placed on us. This could be the idea of what your family should look like or what kind of job you should have or how successful you should be. It's important to acknowledge the influence and weight this has in making our goals for ourselves. Are these really my goals or is this what my community and society wants for me? Just for some more examples, um, working in domestic violence has showed me a lot about how cultural and societal standards influence the control somebody feels like they have over their own life. There are so many times that I've heard things like, well, I was going to leave sooner, but my family or my church doesn't believe in divorce. So and in their family and in their community, this would make them an outcast because a husband and wife are supposed to work things out. They're together for better or for worse. Even if this includes those abusive behaviors that can really be detrimental to a person. And this doesn't have to be an intimate relationship either. We've seen these standards come into play with people's relationship with their parents, their siblings, family members in general. Some say, you know, well, they're my family, so they're going to be in my life forever, regardless of how it makes me feel. This is just another standard that individuals uphold, even if their family members are abusive. And of course, while these aren't the only reasons why individuals stay in an abusive relationship, these societal factors can definitely have an effect at the same time. This all goes into making these New Year's resolutions that defy these standards, these roles that are put on us from outside influences. So it is important to make sure you do have these ambitions and you are reaching for your goals, but make sure they're your ambitions and your goals for you. Creating your own sense of self. Who are you? What are your values? What is your true ambition? You won't feel satisfied with reaching these goals and these ambitions if they aren't truly yours. So I want to go back for a second to the obsession around January, because why is this the one month out of the year, the one day that we feel we can finally put a goal into place, that we can finally start something new. This can sometimes lead people into messing up one time a few weeks in and feeling this overwhelming shame due to breaking their New Year's resolution. I just wanted to say this because it's important to not accept that shame. You do not have to accept the shame of having dessert when you want to. You do not have to accept the shame of not building your savings when you have to put food on the table and take care of your kids. You don't have to accept the shame of staying inside to take care of yourself, even if it's a sunny day and everybody's outside. 
it's so, so beneficial to have these goals in place, but we also have to remember to stay kind to ourselves. So let's think about it like this. If we beat ourselves up every time we mess up or any time we do meet a roadblock in our goal, we will learn to associate a negative feeling about ourselves with our goal being interrupted. Changing your definition of success is not cheating your goal. One of my coworkers said it perfectly the other day. If the plan doesn't work, you change the plan, not the goal. There's no one perfect way to achieve anything. So it's okay if you have to work out the steps. The biggest thing I want the viewers of this podcast to take away is that within our deepest true self, I mean, at our core, we are unchanging. Now, your inner self and consciousness has never changed. 5, 12, 20, 40. Your relationships, your job, your identity, your roles. So many things are ever changing, but you will always be you. So with that said, it's okay to want to improve yourself. But the most important thing you can do is be kind to yourself as you are setting these goals and moving forward with these things that you want to accomplish. Thank you all so much for taking the time to listen in today. And just remember, in order to root for each other, we have to start rooting for ourselves. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this very special episode of Root for Each Other. We are Branches Domestic Violence Shelter, and we've been serving the communities of Cabell, Wayne, Lincoln, Mason, and Putnam counties for 41 years. If you or someone you know is experiencing domestic violence, please call the Branches Hotline 24-7 at 304-529-2382. Branches is proud to serve all. Thanks, everybody. Go out and root for each other.